0: What's good? Welcome to the Culture Corner Podcast, where we cover all corners of Italian football. My name is Raffaele. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and you can also listen on SoundCloud. I thank those of you taking t- the time to listen to this, the ninth episode of the Culture Corner Podcast. You can follow the Culture Corner on Twitter. It is at the Coucher Corner. Feel free to send in your questions and comments, and we will address them on upcoming episodes of this podcast. You can also follow my personal Twitter account. It is at ItalianoCalcio. So we are in the midst of an international break. Uh, So, of course, that means no league action, and it also means plenty of time for some transfer rumors. So that is what this podcast will be pretty much heavily predicated on. So we'll start off this ninth episode of the podcast by talking about Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He recently posted on Twitter stating that he came, he saw, and he conquered Los Angeles And he has confirmed, all but confirmed, that he is done with the MLS, leaving the LA Galaxy. And now there have been plenty of rumors swirling around as to where he will end up. And it seems the most likely destination will be a return to Italy. Uh, There are three main clubs that have been linked to him, uh, Milan, Bologna, and Napoli. So I figured maybe I'll just do a quick um, starting, uh, making the case for why Zlatan would be a good signing or why he would not be a good signing for each of those three clubs. So we'll start off with Milan uh, and why he would be a good signing for the Rossoneri. It would be a return uh, for Zlatan uh, part to a club where he was part of those last glory days for this club when they won their last Scudetto back in 2010-2011. Uh, Milan, they are have been deprived of a real leader on their roster, and Zlatan could certainly step in and be that guy. He could have a positive impact on the younger strikers like Rafael Leo in Piontek uh perhaps he could even teach those two how to have that like kind of killer mentality that you need um to try to be a prolific goal scorer in this game something that certainly Zlatan has he does not lack confidence and arrogance and I think that's what makes him this great uh an iconic player and great goal scorer over his career and that's something that Milan could benefit from having him on the roster. again because he could try to I know you can't necessarily teach it but you could try and it kind of instills some of that mentality into those strikers like rafael leo and Piontek. Uh, i think this signing could re-energize the fan base as well they've been really deprived not just this season from their slow start but just i mean it's been almost a decade it feels like since milan have really been super competitive uh, so again that signing would definitely juice up the fan base some negative aspects to milan signing zlatan uh, he would take minutes away from Rafael Leo and Piontek, which are two younger strikers, two strikers that the club has committed a lot of money to. Uh, I believe that Milan, they are probably ready to maybe move on from Piontek, given his struggle since he's joined uh, last uh, this past January from Genoa. And if they were to sell him over the summer, you actually might not want to take minutes away from him, even though he does not have a future at the club. Because you'd want to give Piontek a lot of playing time in hopes that he could Kind of regain his form and help increase his value, so that Milan can recoup most of that money that they spent on him, rather than taking a big loss. Uh, perhaps Zlatan's overpowering personality as well could cause some friction inside that uh, young locker room that Milan has. Uh, you know, for example, these young players, if if they don't respond to Zlatan's personality and his way of going about things, it could cause problems in that locker room. And, and these younger players that know that they're more of a long term solution to this club might look at Zlatan and say he's just a quick fix. He's someone here who who's here for either just the rest of the season or perhaps just two seasons. It goes on into next season. They should say, why should we bow down to you? You know, these younger guys that are at Milan, they're the people that are really paving the way for the future of this club. So perhaps they might not latch on to if if he kind of rubs them the wrong way and it could cause some friction and tension inside that Milan locker room. How about Bologna? Um, it would be great to see Zlatan play for a smaller club like Bologna, in my opinion. His whole career, we know he's been at some of the biggest clubs in the world. I don't have to tell you, but obviously at Ajax, Inter, Juve, Milan, Barcelona, PSG, Manchester United. So again, maybe playing at a smaller club in Serie A would be kind of cool. On the field, the Rosso Blue are in dire need of a consistent goal score, and Zlatan could hopefully slot in and become that player for uh, Bologna. Uh, having him play in the middle with Nicola Sansone and Riccardo Orsolini on the wings could be a formidable attack for Bologna. There is also that personal relationship and connection between Zlatan and Bologna's coach Mihailovic. So I wouldn't completely discredit that uh, in his decision-making. We know Bologna are pursuing him, and, and they've come out publicly in the past and said this. Um, while I don't expect Bologna to be relegated this season, I do think they are a better team than a team that will be relegated... They have been struggling, and they are not too many points clear of the relegation zone at this point in the City A season. So Zlatan could certainly provide them that consistent goal score that they need to help assure them safety this season. Some negative aspects to signing Zlatan if you're Bologna. He just finished playing in the MLS, and you kind of heard throughout his whole time there, and even the way he went out this season, he felt like he was playing in a lower-level league. And to be honest, obviously, MLS is a lot lower than these big club uh these big leagues excuse me in europe now syria obviously is one of the best leagues in the world but if he plays at bologna would he feel like he's at this small club and like that even though he is playing in syria does he feel like he's playing beneath himself playing at a club like bologna that could be a hiccup perhaps in himself trying to uh agree to go play for bologna the final team napoli Uh, we all know their struggles it's been well documented there's been a lot of pressure on this team from the inside the locker room from outside the locker room from management fan base media everything it's coming in all directions so signing Zlatan Ibrahimovic could help to absorb some of that negative attention and kind of create a diversion um, away from what's been going on on the field at Napoli Um, Naples is an ideal place for a unique and polarizing figure such as Zlatan Ibrahimovic not sure uh you know how much the the fan base would gravitate towards him if again it's only for a short season the the few months that's left in this season but it would be kind of cool to see him playing in a place like napoli um zlatan has worked with ancelotti in the past at psg and he's a big fan of his both players uh both people really like each other ancelotti's future at napoli is up in the air so Zlatan probably won't sign with Napoli uh, without the insurance that Ancelotti will stay the full season so that could be a little bit of a hiccup is there a need for Zlatan at Napoli not really Napoli have plenty of firepower up front with Insigne, Mertens, Callejon, Milik and Lozano we've heard all the rumors about a big revolution at Napoli potentially so that could maybe free up a spot in attack but I'm not sure that replacing one of those players with a 37 year old striker is the best option at this point if Napoli don't sell any of those players there really is no need for Zlatan uh, to be added to the mix and take away minutes from any of those younger players. Um, we'll see if, if De Laurentiis does decide to sell someone over the summer that could uh, push him to sign Zlatan if it's a possibility. Um, so it'll certainly be a lot of fun to see where Zlatan winds up. If he even chooses City A, although that does seem like it's the most likely destination. All right, we will move on now to our buy it or sell it segment to cover some of the storylines and rumors that have been dominating dominating the Italian media and the world of football. First one, buy it or sell it. Are we heading towards a big revolution in roster overhaul in Napoli? I kind of buy this one. Uh, earlier this week, Gazeta Della Sport ran a story talking about this possibility. Uh, and if you ask me, I feel like there's maybe three to four players that are locks to be back in Napoli next season. Alex Moret costas manolas fabian ruiz and irving lozano being those players i, I would like to think that if de laurentis and his brass uh will end up using their better judgment and not do any rash decision making and the smart thing to do would be to keep koulibaly uh trying to replace him would be an unbelievable challenge he, he's just too valuable of a player to give up in my opinion i know he would fetch an unbelievable amount of money but uh, I mean, you see the type of impact that Van Dyke has had at Liverpool. He helped them win the Champions League last season. He has them as uh, leaders in the Premier League for their title. So you don't want to lose a player like Koulibaly. A center back of his quality could just completely transform a team. And I think that Napoli should keep him. He should be added to that list of untouchable players. Uh, although I did read today in the Italian media that um, perhaps De Laurentiis could have a little bit of a change of heart and could work to uh extend some of their players contracts maybe uh some cooler heads are starting to prevail but again there's all this crazy talk right now around napoli and perhaps a big revolution taking place uh i don't think napoli should sell dries Mertens, especially in january like some of the rumors suggest i know he's been being linked to inter um he's so close to passing Marek Kamczyk's uh record as the all-time leading goal scorer for napoli he's just five goals away um Mertens, I mean, think about how much he's meant to the city, this team, this fan base. I feel like he should be afforded this opportunity to break that record. Uh, He might do it before January, it's very possible. But if he doesn't, I I would just hate to see Napoli sell him and and not give him that opportunity. Uh, As much as Hamzik is obviously a legend at Napoli and, and very deserving of holding that leading goal scorer record, what Mertens has meant to this club over the last few seasons and what a pivotal role he's been. Uh, I definitely think he should be afforded that opportunity. So I definitely hope De Laurentiis does not sell him uh, in January. Um, this this could easily be turned around, this whole Napoli situation. That's why I don't feel like the, a big roster overhaul is needed. Uh, this team has been pretty consistent over the past few seasons. I get it. They've been having some poor running results. To be fair, in Napoli's defense, they've had some officiating calls go against them. There's some uh, penalties that probably should have been called their way that haven't. So some of that goes into uh, the lack of uh, ability to get these results of late. Uh, There's been the talk, of course, Napoli could move on from Ancelotti, although he apparently, according to the media, has two games left to try and save his job with their upcoming Serie A game against Milan when the international break ends and their Champions League game against Liverpool. Um, You know, of course, you want to be challenging for the Scudetto this season. That's what everybody expected, but that's not the case. They still are in very good position to move on. In advance, out of their Champions League group stage. So, no need to overreact. I think Napoli will be fine. I don't think a roster overhaul is needed, but I do kind of buy it. I do think at the end of this season, we will see some uh, familiar faces donning the Napoli shirt leaving over the summer. Next buy it or sell it Milan should hire Carlo Ancelotti as their coach. I buy this one 100%. Uh, as we just mentioned, Ancelotti's future is up in the air at Napoli. And if you believe the Italian media, uh, again, like I said, he has to win his next Serie A game and he has to take care of Liverpool in the Champions League and get out of their group stage to save his job. And if Ancelotti becomes available, you know, Napoli freeing from his contract, Milan could work out a deal with that. I think 100% Milan should sign him. Uh, of course, Ancelotti previously coached at Milan, had a lot of success there. It would definitely be cool to see him return there. I mean, just think of the possibility if Ancelotti got fired this season. And they worked out a deal with Napoli to free him of his contract. Imagine you had Ancelotti and Zlatan Ibrahimovic back at Milan. That would really change the perception around this club. Uh, Milan have been trying to sign that big-name coach for some time. They, they wanted to sign Antonio Conte. Obviously, that didn't happen. They went. Uh, he went to their rivals, Inter. Ancelotti would be a great hire for this club. He would bring back some validity uh, and, and some confidence to this Milan uh, fan base. And even the players... Uh, We see Maldini's now back at the club, and he's back involved, which is great. Uh, Having Ancelotti back would certainly bring back some nostalgic feelings. For any City A fans that remember Milan during their glory days, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a Milan fan that wouldn't be in favor of bringing Ancelotti back if the opportunity presented itself. I mean, we all know Stefano Pioli is no long-term solution there. He might not even make it through the entire season, just like um, the person he replaced, Marco Gianpaolo. So 100%, I buy that. Milan should sign Carlo Ancelotti if the opportunity presents itself. Next one, buyer seller. We're sticking with Milan. Milan should sign Demiral from Juventus. I buy this one one hundred percent. Demiral, um, Demiral, excuse me, the Turkish defender joined Juventus over the summer from Sassuolo for eighteen million euro. Milan tried to sign him over the summer, which kinda people thought was a little nuts that Juve would sell him already, but uh, their deal with Sassuolo had already been worked out but Juventus were asking for too much money. Uh, Demiral has barely played the season for Juventus. He's appeared in just one game, uh, and he's being rumored with a move to the Rossoneri. Uh, the reports out of Italy suggest that Milan could sign—excuse um, me sell from Kessi and use that money to help sign Demiral from Juve. If you listen to the last podcast, I talked about Milan selling Kessi and said, well, I don't know if I'd quite be willing to give up on him yet if he's no longer part of your plans and you could recoup most of the money you spent on him then I would go for it and sell him. Now, if you're able to use that money to sign a 21-year-old defender that has showed promise in Serie A last season with Sassuolo, that puts me all in for uh, selling Kessie, Milan, pairing Demiral, and Alessio Romagnoli in defense would certainly give uh, the Rossoneri a big boost in that department. You put uh, those two along with Gianluigi Donnarumma, that's a nice little wall you're creating uh, to um, keep the opposing team from scoring. Uh, Next buy or sell it, Uh, Roma should sell Alessandro Florenzi I sell this one hundred percent not sure why Florenzi is not in Fonseca's plan he hasn't played in any of Roma's last three games and in the last two games that he did appear in Florenzi played in just a combined 18 minutes so clearly he is outside of Fonseca's plans you wondered when Roma did sign Leonardo Spinazzolo this summer Uh, it made you think about what did that mean for Florenzi and it's starting to become clear that uh, Fonseca is preferring to use Spinazzola and Kolarov as his defensive wingbacks, with Florenzi, unfortunately for him, on the outside looking in. With Toti and Rossi both gone, Florenzi represents that Roman-born player on this team. And remember, we heard Toti throw a lot of criticism towards his ownership uh, at Roma, saying that they try to push out these Roman players. I'm not saying that's why Florenzi isn't playing, but it is kind of interesting and kind of helps to support Toti's narrative um Roma have been having a really good season Fonseca is getting some great results has his team really competitive and challenging for a Champions League spot so it's kind of hard to argue against him leaving Florenzi on the bench just again I'm a little puzzled as to why he isn't getting more playing time uh for Florenzi it may be tough to leave his boyhood club in Roma um but it does make sense if he doesn't get playing time to maybe move on he's in the prime of his career he's 28 years old he certainly wants to be playing on a regular Uh, Italy will be competing in the Euros this summer, and he wants to not only make the team, he would love to be a starter for Mancini's side. And if he wants to be a starter for Italy, he certainly needs to be getting consistent playing time in Serie A to prove to Roberto Mancini that he should be starting for the Azzurri. One of the teams that he is being linked to is Inter. Florenzi would be a great fit for Conte's 3-5-2 formation. Having him play as a wing back. he certainly would help to provide depth at a key position for Conte. Uh, It makes a lot of sense for Inter to pursue him, like I said. Um, I'd love to see him play for Conte. Of course, he did play a little bit for Conte when uh, Conte was in charge of the Italian national team. He would certainly bolster that roster as they continue to battle with Juve for the Scudetto. He's also been linked to um, Sampdoria, which is kind of crazy that he would jump from Roma to Sampdoria, but it's a possibility. He's been linked to Napoli and Fiorentina as well. But again, if I'm Roma, I don't sell Florenzi. He's a really good player. Um again we kind of see coaches come and go i'm not saying that's going to be the case with Fonseca but just because he's out of the plans with Fonseca doesn't mean you necessarily have to give up on him right away uh it's definitely an interesting situation brewing in Italy's capital uh next buyer seller Roma should sign Moise Keen. I gotta buy this one as well we all know Moise Keane made that big money move to Everton this summer from Juve it was kind of a surprising move to many he's only 19 years old still in the sky is the limit for him um, however, Moise Keane has only started in two Premier League games this season and has appeared in just a handful of others. He's yet to score a goal. Everton really have not committed to Moise Keane yet, so it's a possibility that he could leave in January. Again, Moise Keane, similar to what we just talked about with Alessandro Florenzi, is looking to make the Azuris Euro squad. Uh, Roma made the decision to keep Edin Dzeko over the summer, and that was certainly the right move but um, when they were rumored to be selling him to enter they were targeting some big name strikers they were looking to replace him with Mario cardi and edison cavani guys of that caliber so we know roma are in the market for a big time striker however they still don't have a viable number two option to back up edin dzeko who just gets run into the ground every week by this roma team because of the lap, lack of depth at that position so moise keen would make a lot of sense to back up dzeko obviously he's familiar with playing in syria A. And he could be getting groomed to become that starter in the future for Roma once they move on from Jeco. Um, of course, Moise Keane and Nicola Zaniolo are really good friends. Uh, they have represented Italy at a lot of the under levels. Uh, most recently, obviously, and even kind of currently, they're representing Italy at the under twenty one level. Um, so those two are really good friends, which could help to try and uh, push that signing. Although they did have that incident this past summer, uh, this over this past summer. While they were both part of Italy's under-21 team at those Euros, they were showed up late or something like that with practice, and they were both uh, reprimanded for that. So you would just hope if you're Roma and you did sign Moise Keane that Hines Agnolo could kind of stay on the straight path and not get each other into trouble, because they are both two of the most promising young Italian players, and to have them both on Roma would be a bright future, perhaps, for the Giallon Rossi. Regardless of all those issues that we just talked about, Moise Keane is such a great talent, he has showed that last season at Juve. Again, he hasn't been afforded the opportunity at Everton. A return to City A would be a, um, a good move for him, especially with a young team like Roma. Uh, one of the praises for Fonseca is that he has the ability to work well with these young players, and we're kind of seeing that at Roma. So Akin uh, could really benefit a lot from joining the Giallarossi. That will do it for the ninth episode of the Culture Corner Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Once again, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. Feel free to leave a rating and comment on those platforms. I would really appreciate that. Until next time, guys. Ciao.